All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, you're tuned in to KDNK, and now it's time for a segment called Ask the Vet, uh, where we talk with some veterinary professionals um, about some of the hot topics in veterinary medicine. Uh, my name is Darren. I am a certified veterinary technician that uh, works at Alpine Animal Hospital. Um, today we're doing it a little bit different. Um, I actually have with me Gloria. Hi, Gloria. Hi. Um, why don't you tell everybody what your position is? I am a customer service representative, so I am the receptionist at Alpine Animal Hospital. I am the lovely lady that's answering your phone calls when you come in. (laughs) Exactly. Lovely indeed. Um, So today, as some people may know, um, we're talking about um, Pet Loss Prevention Month, meaning, or Lost Pet Prevention Month. Um, June is, it's kind of like a holiday for that, Um, And it was actually brought up uh, or established by um, something called Pet Hub. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, As a reminder to everybody out there, uh, it is a call-in show. Um, You can give us a call with any questions you may have. Um, Our answers may be a little bit limited since we don't have a veterinarian with us today. Uh, But you can still give us a call and we can answer to the best of our abilities. Uh, That number is 970-963-963. Two nine seven six. Um, so, Gloria, tell me what your experience as a customer service representative is with lost pets. So, say somebody gives you is calling about a pet that's lost or has run away. Yeah, well, usually we get a phone call or somebody comes in with a flyer. Um, When they do, we want to get as much information as possible, including information from the owner and a little bit of a description of the pet as well. Um, We usually want to know if they are microchipped. That is an indication that we have at the vet office where we can scan and see if they are registered and try to help find their owners a little easier. We also ask for like a brief description of the pet. So, you know, are they wearing a collar? Do they have any distinct patterns or anything of that nature? Male or female, how old they are, their name, if they respond to their name or if they have a nickname that they respond to, um, anything of that nature. Just to kind of help us if they, well, if someone brings in a lost pet, mm-hmm. that we can identify them. That's and B, if they can also, you know, respond to us if we do see them out and about. Perfect. You like hit all the points there. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned a little bit about a microchip as well. Um, So for those who don't know, a microchip is basically something that's the size of a little grain of rice um, that is implanted into our pets that is a unique permanent identifier for them. Um, So the number that that is registered as uh, gets registered under your information um, with a company. There are a couple different companies, but um, should a pet come in or should somebody lose a pet and somebody brings that pet in to see Gloria and myself, um, we can use a scanner to look at that number and um, look up that information. Um, So that's it's a really good thing to keep in mind. that if your pet has a microchip number, it's really great to have that information. So a couple of statistics that I have here is from uh, the ASPCA. Um, They estimate that about 6.5 million companion animals enter the shelters on a yearly basis. So this is, you know, just general shelter, like dogs, cats, um, the works coming in. About 3.3 million of those are dogs um, and about 3.2 million are cats. 
Um, as far as statistics for lost pets, it's about 10 million every year. Um, and they kind of broke it down to be about every two seconds a pet is lost. And one out of three pets will be lost in their lifetime. Um, so, Gloria, tell me what the most common... I guess, way that a pet has been lost that you've heard. Yeah. Well, usually it's around holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, Fourth of July is a very common one. Yes. Um, there are very loud sounds. It's very unsettling for dogs because they don't, and, and cats, because oh, they're not familiar with that sound mm-hmm. or what's going on. Um, so holidays is the number one, uh, you know, big sounds. Um also off-leash pets it's -hmm. really common for them to get distracted and want to go chase something or you know find something in nature that's Mm -hmm. really intriguing and then want to run off and then they can get lost and well obviously and and, um, not be able to find their way back to their owner Um, so that's also you know another reason also being chased um by you know all kinds of things is another way that they can get lost just like you know cats and dogs and things of that nature yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah when we talk about they get distracted it's that like typical squirrel syndrome (laughs) kind of thing um so this is kind of relating to most commonly I see it with or hear it from people that they were out on a hike, they had their dog off leash, they were having a wonderful time, we went to the lake, um, and then something either spooks them or they see a squirrel or something else, um, and then they just take off running. Mm-hmm. And then we don't see them for a while. <laughs> yeah. um, and it used to be, I don't remember if we have it anymore but there used to be an animal control unit that if they picked uh those pets up um they would bring them to uh you know hospitals and see if they can scan them but i don't know if that's a thing anymore i think it's kind of more good samaritan yeah i think think. it's a little limited at the moment unfortunately but Yeah, so you were talking about fourth of july um i do kind of want to touch a little bit about that with with the 4th of July, we have the fireworks, you know, the wonderful parties that we're having, uh, the loud bangs, booms, all those scary noises. Um, and to a lot of our pets, it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the world is ending. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so a lot of times people, I guess, will call you at the front desk or ask me, like, what do I do for this? Um, so I... You know, what do we usually tell them? Well, we tell them to make sure that they're in a comfortable place, you know, somewhat like mm-hmm. home. It's cozy and, you know, familiar. Mm-hmm. Also to put them in an area where it's a little more quiet. It's muffled from all exactly. the sound to kind of help aid with that. Um, you know, giving things that they're familiar with and you can kind of distract them with treats or mm-hmm. some soft music in the background. Um, some, You know, just a familiar, comfortable place for them. Yeah, exactly. Creating that little safe space. If if you have a room that's like soundproof, that is super ideal. <laughs> um, but not everybody has that. Um, at the vet clinic, um, we can, or your veterinarian, um, if you talk to them about that before 4th of July, not the day before, <laughs> uh, maybe like a couple weeks before, just to kind of prepare a little bit. Um, a lot of times we can prescribe medications like um, anti-anxieties, um, some light sedatives that can help to make them less anxious and less likely to run away at the big sounds so um those are some good things to kind of keep in mind um some of the i guess homeopathic things that you can do without doing medications um 
it's like lavender, chamomile, um, that kind of stuff, um, using it in a diffuser, that's a really good way to help keep them calm. Like it keeps us calm. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Have you seen anything different used, Gloria, that you know, it's not necessarily a prescription per se. Uh, you know, not really. Like I said, the soft yeah. music, essential yeah. oils is a really yes. beneficial thing. You know, like you said, for us mm-hmm. and them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's off the top of my head. That's what I can think of mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Um, Just another quick reminder to everybody, this is a call-in show, so if you have any questions, um, you can just give us a call here. The number is 970-963-2976. So kind of moving on with, kind of sticking with the loud noises, um, something that I want to add to like the 4th of July loud noises is... um, a lot of times construction zones. So people that take their dogs to work, that can be, can be pretty stressful. Mm. Um, so that's just something I would keep in mind. Um, I guess we can move on to some of the ways that we can prevent this from happening. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say is the easiest number one thing to do? Leashes. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So when we're on those hiking trails and, you know, we're having a great time, um, as much as we love having them off leash, um, we really should keep them on leashes, you know, um, when, if not, you know, all the time, at least when, you know, we're getting to a higher traffic area of like wildlife, um, other dogs or, um, the sorts like that. So, um, I know that there are some leash laws and I'm not really sure. I, I think, wherever you may be you might have to look specifically at what county what state um because i think it varies between each town it does yes okay yeah 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 i couldn't remember um i don't have a pet so i i don't really know a whole lot about having a leash well no but yeah i agree with you leashes are really good and especially really good for you know as a courtesy for people um some people want to take their animals out and they're not very friendly or friendly to certain animals or dogs or cats Mm -hmm. so keeping them on leash actually helps prevent uncomfortable situations exactly yes it's for the safety of all involved so um i guess another one that is we talked about microchips um i guess the other one that is really good that we use that is very common to have is a rabies tag Mm um so this is something that you know i think depending on how old the pet is they get it once every three years once every year um and so there's a unique identifier associated with that patient um, that, you know, if somebody gives Gloria or I a call, um, we can kind of take a peek at that, contact the owner and do all that stuff. I yeah. think last summer I did it a couple times and I think a couple summers ago when we had those horrible fires, I think I feel like we had an increase. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. I mean, because it's a scary situation exactly. and people are evacuating and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. But definitely the rabies tags is the main thing. That is actually the number one thing I will look mm-hmm. up first. If somebody calls in, I'll be like, exactly. do they have a caller? What is the rabies tag number? Or I've had people call me in and be like, hi, I got your phone number from this rabies tag. Can you give mm-hmm. me the owner's information? Because it is tied to that. <laughs> Exactly. So it's really good. That's another, it's, I guess it's semi-permanent identifier. Um, it only works if your dog wears a collar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really good. Um, it's also good to know um, for just the general public to know that, you know, 
if this dog happens to be a little bit afraid and nips at somebody that they are protected against rabies. So there's not as much of a concern, but, you know, still want to be concerned and cautious. Um, but that definitely gives a little bit of like a, what's the word, uh, peace of mind, I guess. Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely agree. Rabies is very important to have. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually state required that your dog is protected yes. against rabies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, gosh, what am I thinking else? Oh, kind of back to the loud noises. Um, something else that I thought of is we carry... Um, or some clinics carry something called Adaptil or Feel Away. These are pheromone sprays or diffusers that you can use with, um, I think they come with like their own diffuser. Um, they're like the feel good pheromones for their respective species. So it can definitely have a nice calming effect. Um, I know we personally use them in the clinic all the time, 24 <laughs> seven. <laughs> um, personally, I feel like they help at least if at least if not a placebo effect to you know make other people calm um i think it definitely helps i definitely agree with that for sure i've seen people take some of them home because they are diffusers that you can take home and pick up at your veterinary clinic and they have noticed differences as far as finding a calmer demeanor or a less anxious demeanor from their animal um so i do believe in them and i think they do work very well yeah exactly yeah i i really I love them. I use them all the time at at work and Hey, I swear by them. (laughs) Um, so I guess this will be kind of a personal question. Have you ever had a pet that was lost or has run away? I've never had a pet that was lost. However, I did when I was younger, have a chihuahua that loved to roam. She would Mm. go as far as she could. And, um, it was really scary a couple of times when she wouldn't come Mm -hmm. back at her, you know, average estimated hour (laughs) ETA (laughs) yeah exactly and there were a couple times where we were really afraid that she wouldn't come home but um, she wore a collar and she was microchipped so that was beneficial so I did have a little bit of that security and comfort that she if she was Mm -hmm. found she would come back however she was a chihuahua I don't know why I let my chihuahua roam but um, (laughs) but uh, it did help a lot and having those tags Mm -hmm. and the microchip really was helpful and so yeah. there was a couple times, actually, where somebody would find her and they'd call us and mm-hmm. we'd be like, oh, we know. And then they'd bring her back and we wouldn't let her out for a couple of days. <laughs> you are in prison for a minute. Yeah, You're in time exactly. out. <laughs> little adventuring chihuahua. That's yes. cute. <laughs> um, well, and I guess that kind of triggered another thing to talk about is smaller dogs and predators like mountain lions and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Oh my. Um, <laughs> um, that, I think that's another consideration, um, especially if there's dogs or cats too, that, you know, stay at home. They kind of just stay outside or are free roaming like your little chihuahua friend. Um, I feel like we need to have or be conscious of, you know, any spaces that we could provide for these little friends to give them sheltered. Um, or if they have a doggy door that they have, you know, I know some cat people have these catios where it's like completely like closed off and they can enjoy the, the the wonders of the outside world um, without, you know, all the danger. Yeah, definitely. They are very prone to danger. I and mean, she was like the size. She could have gotten scooped up like crazy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Little tiny thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, that made me think again um, when we were talking about rabies tags. Um, if, you know, we don't have, if 
owners don't have rabies tags, um, they can also get, you know, the dog tags that I think you used to be able to make them at Walmart. Um, but you can also get those and put your uh, phone number, your contact information. Um, I've seen a couple that um, it said on the tag, if lost, please call uh, so-and-so. Um, so I think those are another great tool to yeah. um, to keep um, on our pets so that if they do happen to roam away or get lost, um, that, you know, we can locate them. Yeah, right. And then that actually brings up a point that I think of um, with my dog. When he mm-hmm. does wear his collar, I can hear his tags. Mm-hmm. So I know he's nearby um, yes. because, you know, I'll let him out to go potty or do his thing. But if he's around and nearby, I can hear that he's close and not have to worry about, you know, him wandering (laughs) or anything of that nature of him getting lost or anything so you know that's also beneficial is the sound or you know I wouldn't recommend putting a bell on your dog but the tags (laughs) are good exactly (laughs) exactly yeah Um, I guess some other things that I've sort of seen, but I've never really experienced myself or like the, uh, what do they call them? Um, GPS trackers. Have, oh, have I've seen those. Yeah. No, they have them at like pet stores and stuff. They get fancy. I've yeah. seen that there's some that like go up to 51 miles and you can track your dog mm-hmm. with that little collar or tag that they have. It's really, really cool, honestly. <laughs> well, I'm glad you know a little bit more than I do because I, I've only ever heard that, you know, they, they are a limited range. So, it, it kind of depends on how far they roam. Yeah, and, you if, know, I've never tried it, so I don't know if it's, like, a true, you know, yeah. amount of miles. But I've seen them where they state that they're about, like, 51 yeah. miles. But, yeah, exactly. modern technology is really aiding us in in the future now. Oh, heck yes. Um, I think most, if not all, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think most shelters or, um, like, Colorado Animal Rescue, I think they have scanners that going back to the microchips they can usually scan those i think for the most part a lot of them are universal mm-hmm. yeah but, also police departments have those as well oh that's mm-hmm. good to know yeah good to know um yeah so uh, another quick reminder this is a call-in show so if you guys have any questions um go ahead and give us a call here that number again is 970-963-2976 um i lost my train of thought already oh wow <laughs> um what was the other thing? Oh, something else that we probably want to keep in mind when we talk about collars and harnesses and identifier tags is we should probably make sure that our collars and our harnesses are fitting properly. Um, so, Gloria, when you see our little friends come into the vet clinics, do you, what do you usually see as far as like their harnesses and collars? Well, you have to make sure that they fit comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I don't know if this is like a rule of thumb for everybody, but what I do is... If the collar fits and you can't pull it over their head, but you're able to fit two fingers in between Mm -hmm. the space of their neck and the collar, that's a good fit. If you can't fit more than one finger or two, that's too tight. Um, However, if it can get off their head, that's another issue that's too loose. Um, (laughs) It's like the three bears situation. (laughs) Exactly. Not too tight, not too loose, just right. Just right. (laughs) Um, So that's a good way to kind of indicate if the collar is fitting well. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you don't want it too tight because you don't want to choke your dog, but you don't want it too loose because they can, of course, pull it off, especially if they're running from something scary. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, Harnesses, they have to fit comfortably. You obviously Mm -hmm. don't want to see indentations on your dog's skin after you take off 
off the harness, but you also don't want it like wobbling around. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, making sure that they fit. And it's also to ensure that they don't get any like rashes or in discomfort when they yeah. are out and about, especially during the hotter times when, you know, things are out and it's hot and it's not comfortable. So, yeah, just like now, it is really hot outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, I personally, I think that harnesses are maybe just a little bit better for walking our friends i feel like they're just a little bit more secure but you know i agree because my dogs he uses harnesses he's a very mm -hmm. big puller so it can it prevents him from mm -hmm. choking also the front clip harnesses prevent him from pulling yes. pulls his shoulder back and really helps me be, keep him by my side so it's pretty efficient when he yeah. has that front clipping harness that's actually how i taught him to walk on leash was with that oh, harness yeah nice multi-purpose yeah <laughs> or on like a gentle leader is also mm -hmm. really beneficial where it goes around their snout because they can't pull you their head would go back <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. kind of helps with gentle redirection yes so yeah i think that keeping in mind that we want them to be comfortable we want them to be wearing the collar or harness properly mm -hmm. um and i think the type of leash also really plays into part of why some pets will get lost so i feel like i see a lot of the retractable leashes yeah i personally do not like them i agree with you <laughs> it also makes it so it's harder to control your animal yeah. if you know the button malfunctions or something is you know a little more tricky or they're like 20 feet away from you and you mm -hmm. have to like reel back in the string it's a little tricky to be able to deal with that um especially keeping them i mean the retractable leashes are not beneficial especially like if you're hiking i couldn't imagine how that would be fun especially if they're wanting to like zigzag and go into the things um i personally really love the you know length nice fancy not retractable leashes mm -hmm. um just to keep him on me and by my side um just so i can maintain a radius of where he is um again i'm a yeah. really strong believer in leashes mm -hmm. i think they're very beneficial and he's still allowed to have the experience of being out and about but also yeah. having the protection of being with you and preventing any unwanted situations such as running off or getting lost um exactly. but if they're in a controlled area like a dog park where they it's acceptable to not have them unleashed that's yeah. great so they can sniff around and do their dog things and cats I mean, some cats go out on leashes too, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are like the. I, I commend every owner that has leash trained, a harness trained their cats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would not have the patience for it. I cats are stubborn little things. They are <laughs> for sure. Um, but, but yeah, so I'm a big advocate of like you know yeah. the specific length leash. Mm -hmm. um, I don't agree with. Um, yeah. The retractable ones but that's my personal yeah. opinion if they work yeah. for you great yeah exactly mm -hmm. i do. i think it's kind of funny because it's it looks it reminds me very much of like a fishing rod yeah exactly um yeah so keeping in mind that the length of the leash is important um when you mentioned dog parks uh something that i want to clarify is like when we say leash your dog where it's appropriate, if like there's an off leash dog park, you know, the spaces that are, you know, there for it, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. It's in a controlled environment. Um, but, you know, like the trail to the dog park where, you know, a lot of times you're walking by cars, a busy road. Uh, sometimes those loud noises play into effect and they can right. really scare some of those little yeah. dudes. And honestly, you know, I've had people call in and say they lost their dog on their way to the dog park. Mm -hmm. They get overexcited and they get stimulated and then they run off and it's in a very rural area and, you know, they run off and can 
you know, get hurt. Exactly. And that's the thing that we want to prevent. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want our little friends getting hurt. We no. want them to be happy, healthy, and just excited about life. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um well Gloria, I think we went through all of my little topics that I had here. <laughs> um I guess tell me what we mean by a customer service representative in the veterinary field. Well, um, I am there to answer your calls. I am happy to schedule you appointments. I can also talk to you about something that I have the knowledge for. For Mm -hmm. example, I'm not a nurse nor am I a doctor, but I'm happy to help you with the knowledge that I have and, um, you know, kind of go from there and help you out as much as I possibly can answer any questions. Perfect. Yeah, you guys are like our first line of defense, so... A diff defense, our first line of contact. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, well, hey, I think that's all of our time. Thank you so much for joining me, Gloria. Yeah, and everybody you. out there, you have a wonderful day. Stay cool. Yes, thanks. song that was never meant to be taken seriously. You're on the Soundbeat. Plenty of musicians have been accused of taking their craft too seriously. No one would accuse the Diamonds of this, particularly with their 1957 hit Little Darlin'. If the song sounds like the prototypical doo-wop tune, 